Hello and welcome back to Nobody's Perfect. I'm your host, Tim Muma. This is, of course, part two of our discussion about the human age, a term used by the respected, innovative workforce solutions company, Manpower Group. The human age is seen as this new era of work and business that focuses on unleashing human potential. And we're talking with Melanie Holmes, a vice president with Manpower Group, as we'll pick up the conversation around the mobilization of talent and later some possible issues to work through in this new age. Another piece that caught my eye in under this sort of management and, and properly managing effective, this idea of maintaining a long-term relationship with the talent, even to the point of having an open return policy. If an individual does leave and maybe the grass wasn't greener and they wanted to come back or for whatever reason, I guess why is this beneficial or why is this sort of a, a possible piece of the puzzle? Again, it does matter on the industry and all that sort of stuff. But in general, why is that possibly seen as a positive? Well, you know, if I have somebody who was a good employee who left for whatever reason and then decided that the grass wasn't greener or they jumped out of a frying pan and into a fire, we could use all sorts <laughs> of uh, analogies here. If they were a good employee and they left on good terms, why wouldn't I want them to come back because they already know the culture. They obviously know the job. Um, so I, I would want them to come back. It would certainly help with the whole issue of I want to hire somebody who can be productive tomorrow mm. because they already know where the lunchroom is. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to teach them that. They, they already know it. So I, th I think that we should have an open door policy. Now, again, there are going to be exceptions if somebody left under not very positive circumstances. But in, in, in most cases, I think inviting people back makes sense. Because I, I do think in general, employers are very hesitant. They feel, I mean, if it's an ego thing or, or, what, or just a distrust because, hey, you left and coming back. So I thought that was an interesting part that sort of stood out on its own. Well, you know, Tim, the whole, op the whole um, concept of loyalty has certainly changed oh, yeah. over the years. Now, I've been with Manpower for 31 years. So I guess <laughs> you could put me in the category of being a loyal company person. Um, but I'm also on the old end of the baby boom generation. So, so I am one of those loyal people. The, the younger generations, and I totally understand this, are much more loyal to themselves and their skill sets because they need to survive in this world. So they want to develop themselves. So their loyalty may not necessarily translate to loyalty to a particular company. Mm. Now, I don't think that's necessarily negative. I really don't. I think that, that we can have these young people come back, or anybody, I'm saying young. Um, <laughs> everybody's younger than I am. Um, we can have people come back if they've left on good terms. Sure. Finally, sort of the, the last piece of this of this chart that I had seen talks about the mobilization of talent and really in terms of attracting talent or finding talent and even the processes themselves in terms of whether it be an application or, or even through the interview process. In general, when you're talking about moving to this human age again, where are these strategies different or, or where are the keys in terms of attracting or finding that talent for your own company? Well, one of the things that we're facing right now in today's economy is that it, it's difficult for somebody to relocate. Mm. Um, now, that is getting better because I think the housing crisis is certainly easing, but it is difficult for someone to relocate in today's world. Now, having said that, I do think that if somebody is looking to fill a key position, we should broaden the net, widen the net, and encourage people from other locations to apply. Depending on the job, they could do the job work virtually. Right. Um, we have more and more people at Manpower Group who don't live in Milwaukee, who are working for us at headquarters. Um, and, and they, they telecommute or, and they come to Milwaukee periodically. 
with technology, people, again, I've said it before, can be working on other continents. Depends on the job and it depends on the, the skill set and the work that's going to be done. But if companies want to make sure they have the talent they need, they have to be open to that. We also could, um, well, I don't want to get into the big immigration issue because it's really hot right now in, 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 in the United States, um, but we're not as open as some companies about people moving in to this country from other countries. Right. And there are, there are some countries that are worse than, we, that, that are less flexible than we are. But I think that allowing people who, for example, who have come here to go to school to stay here and, and live and work would be another way for us to help ease this skill shortage that we're, that we're seeing. Now, to be fair, obviously, um, you, you know, you have all these ideas in terms of transitioning the human age and what's going to help. Um, but as the title of the show suggests, nobody's perfect. And, and this obviously isn't going to be flawless in any way. I guess what are some of the, the issues or concerns that have either been brought up from you know, outside of your organization or things that you've even maybe kicked around yourselves in terms of all this type of stuff? The one thing that pops in my mind is the idea of time and money, because as you mentioned, even with just training, that sort of went by the wayside with the econ economic issues. Um, but, I mean, is that the biggest concern? Are there other issues you've talked about? What's sort of the, the take there? Well, time and money certainly it, it is an issue because we, we do need to be investing in our people if we're going to unleash their potential. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the foundation of the human age. I, I think that, that demographics are against many companies because of the, of the aging baby boom. And we need to figure out how to, to overcome that problem. And I, I think that, that companies tend, from a, a, a human capital perspective, tend not to do any long-term planning right. around this. Um, you know, we firmly believe that a, a solid workforce strategy that looks at um, the, the current skills that are needed, future skills that are needed, the people that are available, and what the gap is there. And then a long-term strategy on trying to to, to fill that gap um, is an important thing that, that companies can do. But you know, there are so many moving parts to this issue. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I look at the big picture and I look at the unemployment problems that we've got in, in Milwaukee and in the United States, those moving parts include things like transportation. They okay. include things like affordable childcare. Mm -hmm. They include the education system. I'm not pointing at anybody in particular, but we need to align education to the needs of, of the businesses and the needs of, of the workforce. We could have a whole show talking about the, the, the negatives. Um, we just need to all work together to try to solve some of these moving parts that are causing these issues in the workplace. Well, since you brought it up, I just wanted to touch on it uh, briefly, the idea of education. And we've had that discussion with, um, we actually used your um, hardest jobs to fill list to have some shows to talk about like, okay, why? We talked to some people in the industries and, and the education piece does come up quite a bit. Is there some sort of idea, theory towards solving that, fixing that? I mean, you talk a little bit about going in, you know, specifically dealing an organization, dealing with maybe a youth group or a university even. You, you hear that with a lot of engineering type. But, I mean, is that is that where we really need to go is focus so much more in, in that education area? Do you think that's a big piece right now? I think that is a big piece, and I think that businesses need to – invest in their communities and partner with educational institutions um, to make sure that those educational institutions know what skills businesses look for. Mm -hmm. I can't point a finger at, at an educational institution who's not giving me what I need if I haven't told them what I need. Sure. They're not mind readers. We need to work together with them. At the Milwaukee Area Technical College, for example, they have business advisory groups for every 
um, curriculum that they have in the organization. So they have businesses that are advising them on what they should be teaching and how they should be teaching. So partnerships with educational institutions, right. I think, is something that businesses could do. And then I also need, businesses need to be active in their communities. They need to be out there. You mentioned youth groups. Um, at Manpower Group, we have homework club. Um, we have fifth graders that come to the Milwaukee, our headquarters in, in Milwaukee, and they have mentors that help them with their homework um, every week. That kind of thing seems small, but I think it can make a huge difference if we do stuff like that right. to help young people get the education they need, be mentors and role models for these young people, and then help the educational institutions know what they should be teaching to make the workers that we need moving forward. Now, there probably would be business leaders thinking, hey, we're doing fine with our processes and functions, and you know, why should we really worry about this? I guess what would your response be to them, especially as we're thinking you know, moving forward into the future here? Now, our research says that, that businesses don't think this is necessarily a huge problem, and that makes me nervous <laughs> because I've mentioned demographics a lot. I've mentioned the aging workforce. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I think if businesses don't pay attention to this now, it's going to get worse before it gets better. One thing that is not going to change is the velocity of change. The only thing that's certain is uncertainty. When you look forward, <laughs> things are going to continue to change. They're going to change faster and faster and faster. So if businesses aren't paying attention to this change and keeping up with it and paying attention to the fact that their workforce is aging and is going to be retiring, they may not retire at 65. They're going to eventually leave the right. workforce they're going to end up with even more vacancies than they have today. And then couple that with the fact that the economy is improving. I say that with a smile on my <laughs> face, hoping that that's absolutely true. Orders are going to start coming in in greater numbers, and we're going to need more people to get the work done. So uh, you, you could call it a perfect storm, might be ahead. Good news, economy improving. Bad news, the workforce is retiring, and technology is making it harder and harder for us to keep up. You know, obviously, we touched on a lot of different areas, and I appreciate all of your insight in this, um, the idea of the human age and where we're going in terms of, you know, especially we're looking at it from the employer's perspective and, and where, where, what this all means, really. For those that are listening who maybe haven't made any transition and they're listening to this and they think, you know, this, this makes a lot of sense, that maybe they have the same concerns you've talked about, where do they start? What is step one in terms of really beginning this long-term transition and, and focus it, with their company? Well, it, from a company's perspective, I really do think the key is a long-term workforce strategy mm. that's connected to the business strategy. So HR and the other people in the C-suite need to be working together to make sure that, that whatever the company goals are moving forward, and I'm talking about long-term strategy moving forward, there is a workforce strategy that's connected to that and makes perfect sense and is aligned. That's very, very, very important. And I think if there is a comprehensive workforce strategy that includes things like training, that includes things like looking at underserved populations for, for work, increasing virtual working, increasing all of these things that we've, we've talked about today, I think that'll, that will bode well for the employer. Now, if I'm an individual mm -hmm. and I'm listening, I would make very sure I'm doing everything I can to keep up with the changes that are going on in the workplace. Learn the new technology. Go back to school if you have the time and if you can afford it. Figure out a way to keep learning. Be a lifelong learner. Don't ever stop. Because remember, the only certainty is uncertainty. And we are in for higher velocity of change than we've seen in the past. 
Well, with that, we will look to close this edition of Nobody's Perfect and our discussion on the human age and that transition uh, that we're really in the midst of. And, and it's only going to, as you said, keep moving forward and, and at a higher velocity, as you have mentioned a few times. Our guest with us has been Melanie Holmes, Vice President with Manpower Group. Melanie, we do, again, appreciate your insight and your perspective into this area. It's obviously uh, it's very complex in a way, but it's also you, you can break it down uh, very nicely. Um, in terms of anybody wanting to find out more about your organization and what you do over there, um, where can they find you? Well, manpowergroup.com um, will have a lot of information about us in, as an organization. And on the research tab on that website, um, all of our white papers and research can be found. So you can learn a lot more about it. You can also contact me. Happy to talk to you. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks again for joining us today. You're welcome, Tim. I've had a good time. Of course, we want to thank you, the listeners, as well. And please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you do have any comments or suggestions for this show or any one of our programs on localjobnetwork.com radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma, and remember, nobody's perfect, so please watch your step. Watch your step.